The following program is sponsored by Evangelical Life Ministries. Welcome to Engaging Truth, the manifestation of God's Word in the lives of people around us. Join us each week as we explore the impact of His message of spiritual renewal, from the lesson of forgiveness forged in the crucible of divorce, to the message of salvation learned by an executioner from a condemned killer, to the gift of freedom found in the rescue of victims of human trafficking. This is God's Truth in Action. Welcome to Engaging Truth. I'm Pastor David Bond, your host for today's program. And welcome, Becca Jones. The uh, What is actually your title, Becca, with the Church Extension Fund of the Texas District? I am the Executive Director. The Executive Director, and you have been in that position for how long? Just over three years now. Wow, the time flies, though. I mean, it just seems like yesterday that this was all unfolding. And uh, so tell us just a little bit about yourself, first of all, who you are, who's your family, and those kinds of important details. Sure, happy to do that. And thank you for asking. Yes, um, I have been part of the Texas district for the last three years now. And what a delight it was to transition into serving in such a fine district. Uh, Prior to that, I had almost 20 years serving our church body in St. Louis through the Lutheran Church, um, Missouri Synod, and the Extension Fund, the national organization. So it was, again, a pleasure to take that service that was nationally and really be able to personalize it and really uh, be directly with the ministries rather than making national decisions to, again, be really specifically serving a community such as our Texas district. Okay. Uh, you're married. You have, do you have any kids, any children? Yes, thank you for asking. My husband, Wally, and I, we um, have been married for 26 years. We have uh, five children, and we have 14 now grandchildren. No. So, yes, they, they keep us hopping, and there's there's always an exciting adventure to have. So oh. it, it makes it quite a joy. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, we we have only nine, so... Uh, but that's that's great. So um, you have been with the Church Extension Fund for three years, and for you the biggest change in that, I think you kind of mentioned, was moving from uh, the National Lutheran Church Extension Fund, which is uh, a national body, to the Texas Church Extension Fund, which is in the state of Texas. Uh, the biggest change for you, you mentioned, was being able to be more personalized? Absolutely. You know, I think that... Um, again, serving with LCEF and what a fine organization, but they're a national organization. And the reality is that there is a uniqueness to the geographic areas in which ministries serve. And I think it's important to recognize that. So when I'm making decisions on behalf of Church Extension Fund, I'm actually sitting in a congregation um, with that community, with that community, and understanding what their unique needs are. And I'm not applying standards that might work in New York but might not work in Oklahoma. Uh, for us in Texas, again, we are so very ministry-focused and, and focused on relationships. Mm-hmm. So, again, rather than being in a boardroom, I'm in a congregation setting and being able to really uniquely understand what they're facing, what their vision is for ministry, and how exciting that is to be welcomed into that process. So in sharing that vision, then we get to figure out how can we make that happen uh, from a financial side um, and really lead with ministry. Certainly. And you mentioned that coming out of COVID, that uh, this is one of the places where, um, you know, the whole performance of CEF and and the people that uh, we serve – 
uh, has been just really very encouraging. Can you say a little bit about that? Absolutely. You know, I am just so, so thankful and um, of the way the Holy Spirit really just took care of our congregations. I mean, it was amazing. It was a frightening time. It was a lot of unknowns. And for our borrowing base, one of the things we wanted to make sure of is they were focusing on so many things ministry related that their financial concerns weren't overwhelming their ministry needs. And we immediately looked at creating some very unique products that would respond to possible needs that they might have. We created a business interruption line of credit in case there were needs in that regard. We offered all of our borrowers an opportunity to go on interest only on their loans for a designated period. Again, just to provide relief and to remove any distractions. We didn't want their energy to be solely focused on how are we going to make our mortgage payment, but rather how are we going to reach our flock? How are we going to make sure that our people continue to be connected? Um, so in offering those, those unique opportunities, I'm just delighted to say that really only about 10% of our borrowers required relief. We were joyfully um, extending that out to them. And today I can tell you that um, we have a 0% delinquency rate. Every one of those borrows, borrowers faithfully return to the terms of their loan. And I just think, again, that is just such a testimony to the faithfulness of our congregations, to the, the way in which God really did care for our congregations and our people. The people in the pew were so faithful to continue to support their congregations, even when they couldn't be in the pews. Right. So I just think that is a huge blessing. And I have to tell you, to be able to respond promptly and um, create unique products that didn't require us to jump through a bunch of, of loops and hoops to, to get it approved, but we saw a need and we were able to respond as part of the Texas district in step with the Texas district. And it was just, a, again, a really beautiful thing to happen. That's great. Hey, we need to back up maybe uh, for the sake of some who are hearing this uh, for the first time about this church extension fund. I I've tried to maybe sometimes describe the church extension fund as a credit union for churches. I don't know if that's a fair way to talk about it, but how would you describe what is CEF. What is the Church Extension Fund? Thank you. Thank you for asking that, and you're absolutely right. I get so excited about talking about what we do that I forget to start at that very beginning. And and I think, actually, your, your um, explanation is a pretty good one. We do operate similarly to a credit union. We are here for a specific purpose, and that's to serve our Texas District LCMS, our members and our congregations. We have investment products, so much like you would find in a financial institution. We have a savings account. We have CDs. Um, we have investment opportunities. Those investments allow us to provide the loan, so they're very, very importantly connected. So um, those investments, individuals and congregations, they make investments. They put dollars on deposit with Church Extension Fund. Those dollars are then, in turn, lent, lent out to congregations as those congregations pay their loan back, we're able to, again, pay that interest to our investors and also make those additional loans that happen. We have over 12,000 investors with church extension funds. Those 12,000 investors, by the way, have on deposit about $176 million. So that's our investor side of the house. Again, very, very important. Couldn't happen without them. We are very mindful of making sure that they get a very attractive interest rate while their funds are on deposit at CEF. 
but the funds belong to them and can be withdrawn when they are ready for those funds. On the other side of the house, we have our loans. We have 153 borrowers, and they have borrowed um, $123 million. So again, those two sides of the house. As an organization, our total assets are about $226 million. So that's quite a significant operation, um, but again, uniquely led with a ministry lens. So that's about um, who we are and how unique we are. Okay, so we do operate like a financial institution, like a credit union, but then the, the most significant difference is our decisions are made with a ministry lens. So certainly we have underwriting guidelines to make sure we're making responsible loans. We don't want a congregation or a ministry to be burdened with debt that they can't manage. It's our responsibility to go through that process and make sure that the debt they're requesting isn't gonna negatively impact the ministry. Um, but our decisions are made not just by the numbers and not just by the financials, although they're important. We also wanna understand what's the ministry vision how are you going to reach more people with the love of Jesus through this loan request that you're making? That ministry story is just as important to us when we consider a loan as the financials. They go hand in hand. Yes, we're talking with Becca Jones, the executive director of the Texas Church Extension Fund. Becca, you had also mentioned uh, before we began tonight uh, that uh, you have recently done a little bit of a change to your mission statement. Can you share a little bit about that? Thank you for asking about that. I think it's really exciting. Our mission statement, by the way, has been around for a very long time, and it's served us very well. But, but as we look at relevancy in the future, you know, we look at how we serve ministries, and we all know that ministry and, and the way in which ministries are planted and, and begin are very different than they were decades ago when, when we were serving our previous mission statement talked about um, buildings and land. Again, very, very important part of our ministry work. However, in the future, we know that not all ministry plants will, not all mission starts will be about bricks and mortar. So how do we um, continue to be relevant and serve ministry needs without just narrowly defining our service as about land and building? So we did a recent modification to our mission statement, and this is kind of a preview because we haven't even formally launched oh, it. Oh, wow. All right. We got yes. a scoop here. Exactly. So an exciting scoop to say that we really we, we changed the wording a little bit. Again, still the core of what we do is serving Texas ministries and their needs. But we want to be more of a preferred financial partner because, again, we're partnering with individuals and we're partnering with ministries. And we want to be focused on helping the ministries that are working to multiply the followers of Christ, to really reach people with the love of Jesus, however that looks. And it may not be bricks and mortar in the future, um, but we want to make sure that when those needs arise and when those opportunities to partner come up, that we are not restricted or bound by a mission statement that limits the way in which we can walk with you. Mm-hmm. So have you had a ch occasion to provide some funds uh, along those lines that are maybe not directly related to, or is this something that's yet in the future? Well, it's certainly something we are going to use as a springboard for future opportunities, but we've already been kind of looking at piloting and testing a few things in um, 
really within the boundaries of what we currently do, but but maybe expanding them a bit. And I'll give you an example, if I may. Please. And that is a, we extended a line of credit to a congregation that was partnering with a, a church plant in their area. And the church plant obviously wasn't in a financial state to secure a loan on their own at this point. Um, this congregation just lovingly and boldly stepped forward with their congregation membership support and said, we will, in essence, really kind of be um, the collateral and the co-signer for this loan, for this mission plan. Um, so I thought, you know, again, what a beautiful, bold way to support ministry that this congregation was doing. And I really felt compelled to, well, what can we do to be part of that as well? So looking at the terms of um, our traditional line of credit and to modify that uniquely so that we could support this, this again, bold initiative to, to help this mission plant, we wanted to be part of it. So we were able to take a current product and modify the terms, and um, I think it's a beautiful pilot, and I think things like that, pardon me, I think things like that will kind of help us to um, explore what other products and services might be relevant. Sure. Uh, thank you all for connecting with us on Engaging Truth. I'm talking with Becca Jones, Executive Director of the Texas District uh, Lutheran uh, Church, uh, but it's the Church Extension Fund of the Texas District. Evangelical Life Ministries, ELM, is a group of volunteers in the Houston area who not only plan each of these broadcasts, but also produce them. Each broadcast is founded on God's Word, centered in the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Your prayers and financial gifts help send us uh, the opportunity to send each broadcast through various delivery technologies to our country and even throughout the world. So please go to elmhouston.org and click on the donate button there, or you can send your support to ELM, P.O. Box 568, Cypress, Texas, 77410. Again, that's ELM, P.O. Box 568, Cypress, Texas, 77410 or go to org. We appreciate every gift and promise to use your gifts to send the good news of Jesus around the world. Thanks for your help. And Becca, you mentioned something as you were talking about here. We're talking about this financial institution and we're talking about making uh, opportunities for people to invest and that's always a, a good thing. Uh, and also the turnaround of that is that you can... Um, uh, provide funds for for ministries, but as you were describing that, you you specifically mentioned to help them to uh, to make disciples, to make followers of Jesus Christ. So, really, I mean, are you serious that Jesus Christ and His message is important uh, to to what you do? Is that just happy talk, or is that real? It is real. It is everything. It's essential. Um, um, you know, again, what is beautiful about Church Extension Fund is we are part of the Texas district. We are not a separately incorporated entity that has business objectives. Certainly, we're going to manage this institution with um, professionalism, with um, responsible actions from a financial standpoint. But we're, we're the Texas district, so what we do is we joyfully walk with the district we are um, we care about the patterns of people being reached, and we celebrate those opportunities. Recently, had a, a real blessing to go to a congregation and celebrate a note burning, and and I had a member stop me and say, "It's so strange that our bank would come and celebrate the fact that we don't have 
phone anymore. And it was such a great opportunity to say, you know what, we are not a bank. I mean, we are your ministry partner, and we are delighted that you were able to retire this debt. Um, but it was awkward and, and for him. He just couldn't understand why would the bank be here. I'm surprised you're not trying to get us to take another loan. And that's just not who we are. Um, we sit with the district. We look for ways in which we can walk with our district. That may mean supporting an educator's conference. You know, CEF wants to be part of these gatherings, not just in terms of a loan or an investment, but what other things are we doing in the Texas district that really do help to share that love of Jesus? Because that is what we are all about. That's what we're celebrating. And our part is a small part in it. Again, we're talking with Becca Jones, Executive Director of the Church Extension Fund, the Texas District Church Extension Fund. By the way, Becca, I have one of your wonderful uh, notepads right here in front of me. These are the greatest, and uh, so don't stop producing those. <laughs> you support in ways you never would think. Uh, on, a, on a serious level, um, I remember uh, at least at one time there was the Texas Two-Step. Uh, is there a program like that still going on or plans in the future for that? Absolutely. The Texas Two-Step is just a wonderful opportunity and an example of how we are part of the Texas district and um, the way in which we connect with one another. The Texas Two-Step is an opportunity to make an investment with church extension funds. Um, it's a win-win. So you make an investment. You not only get the very attractive base interest rate that we offer, but we will give you a 1% bonus rate on that investment in exchange or alongside you making a gift to Texas Partners in Mission. So, and we, by the way, Church Extension Fund will match your gift. So, again, a win for missions, a win for the work that we do in our district, a win for your investment to earn an even more attractive interest rate, and we're able, again, to match your gift so that more ministry can happen. Again, we don't have, we're not here to make profits and pay shareholders. We're here to invest in ministry. And that's just another little example of the way in which we want resources to be poured back into ministry. Absolutely. In fact, it almost sounds like a three-step. I mean, you're investing and, and allowing uh, CEF to make loans to congregations and ministries at getting an extra amount of interest and also, you know, uh, really supporting Texas Partners in, uh, in Mission, which is a, funding uh, source for the work that we're doing to try to share the gospel of Jesus with other people. That's uh, that's really, really good. Um, as you think about the uh, challenges you have, uh, is there are there hard things that you have to deal with in CEF, or is it all just roses? Yeah. Well, it's certainly a joy. It's a joy to serve in this capacity. I would say that um, the opportunities that come up are related to, again, understanding the unique seasons for a congregation and really making sure that, that that's the focus that we use. I mean, we serve very, very large congregations, and then we serve very, very small congregations. You know, maybe a multi-million dollar um, outreach um, recreational center that a congregation wants to establish, or it may be equally significant for a small congregation to be looking to um, repave their parking lot. And we want to make sure that every request, big and small, is treated with the same level of, of respect and also um, ministry celebration. So, again, how do you celebrate, you know, a, a parking lot um, versus a recreational center? They're all a part of, the, you know, the, the effort 
to represent Christ's love in those communities and beyond. And so they all matter. And so I think the opportunity is to make sure that we continue that uniqueness. We continue that um, personalized service that as we grow, and we've been blessed with growth and opportunity in church extension funds, and I think that, um, therefore, we are we are really required to be a blessing to others and to keep that uniqueness. Don't become institutionalized. Don't become um, too far removed. I want us to continue to be sitting in those congregations to hear the excitement about how this loan will make a difference, or even, frankly, to process that deposit from that family who just opened a rainy day fund and they're saving for their family vacation next year and they're faithfully making a deposit every month. And that's wonderful to reach their goals, but also to remind them that they're also helping those congregations while they're saving for that family event. So I think the real not not a difficult thing, but just an important thing to always be mindful of. And that's again keeping it making it personalized keeping the connections there. We don't want to just become a financial institution. We always need to make the ministry connection as to what we are doing because that's what we're about. Otherwise, um, we're not any different than your credit union, than your secular financial institution. That ministry blanket has to be there always. Yeah, I, I think, you know, what you said there is really important. And maybe as uh, our listeners, we're talking to Becca Jones, from the executive director of the Texas District Church Extension Fund. And our listeners may think, you know, well, this doesn't uh, necessarily have anything to do with me, but it really could. And if it's your opening that first savings account, maybe for your grandchildren or uh, for, like you said, a, a, a family vacation next year, whatever it might be, the potential there is that you are helping uh, to support work of the gospel uh, in congregations across the state, and maybe your own even, because I know that there's another program that the CEF has that's really a blessing to congregations if they have supporting investments. Is that something that's still happening as well? It is, and again, it's another one of those opportunities to just really return the, the blessings back to the ministries. Um, it's called our rebate program, and it's available for all of our borrowers, when you open an investment with Church Extension Fund, you're asked to name the congregation that you're supporting. That congregation, if you will, receives um, credit for those supporting dollars. And there's a formula that we use on a monthly basis that um, allocates a rebate back to the congregation. It's based on their loan and their supporting investments. So it's really a very simple calculation that ultimately, depending on the amount of investments that you have in your congregation, your congregation can receive up to 2% of their loan back to the congregation in a rebate form. That's no just amazing. Tax. That's just incredible. Yeah. It is such an exciting time of the year for us when it's rebate time. Um, at the end of our fiscal year, we, we calculate everything up and we're able to distribute those dollars. And, and frankly, significant dollars, again, return to the congregation um, completely for however the congregation chooses to use that. Um, and again, it's just a wonderful thing for that person in the pew to understand that your investment, again, where are the wins, right? The win-win here. Your investment earns an attractive interest rate. You're helping ministry. You're also helping your home congregation in the form of that rebate. And here's a little un, um, maybe not so well-known secret that I'm going to share with you. 
if your congregation doesn't have a loan, um, you can still, if you have a neighboring congregation or you have, let's say that your your family, you have a brother that's, um, you know, down in Houston and then you have another brother that's up in Austin. The Austin congregation has a loan with Church Extension Fund, but your congregation currently doesn't. You can support another congregation. If your congregation doesn't need your supporting dollars and you have a brother-sister congregation that might need that support, you can support another congregation in what the a, Texas district. What a great thing. Thank you, Becca, for joining us on uh, Engaging Truth. We hope that uh, people will take advantage and reach out to you and be a part of this incredible ministry. Thank you for joining us on Engaging Truth. Thank you for listening to this broadcast of Engaging Truth. Be sure to join us each week at this time. To help support our ministry, contact Evangelical Life Ministries, Post Office Box 568, Cypress, Texas, 77410, or visit our website at elmhouston.org, or find us on Facebook at Evangelical Life Ministries. Thank you.